How to avoid anxiety? Don't worry about it, pray about it. When you truly commit your anxieties to the Lord, there's going to be the supernatural peace. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today on In Grace, we're going to continue to talk about calm in the midst of crazy. Listen, uh, it is a crazy world, isn't it? But uh, we can find calm through Christ and through his words. Today, we're gonna talk more about overcoming anxiety through prayer. That's the first point, and then we're gonna cover two more things today on how to overcome anxiety. We're in Philippians chapter four, one of my favorite passages, and these principles from God's word will really help us calm down and trust the Lord. He's got this, and I'm going to trust him in this, and I'm not gonna be worried about every last thing, hyperventilating, and all of the things that we have this tendency to do as humans, we need to be people of calm because we serve a God who is in control and we don't have to worry, you know, about things that we have no control over. Uh, So this and more today here on In Grace. And then don't forget our current offer for making sure our ministry stays solvent and we can increase and more people can hear the gospel is when you give gifts to In Grace. Your gifts are much appreciated, much needed, And we also have a unique way of thanking you with a really neat video series. It's called A Tour of Noah's Ark, and we'll send you the full-length four-part series as our thank you for your gift to Ingrace. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you how you can get more creation videos. These are really, really popular, very well done. They're almost documentaries, really, but they all have different uh, things that we're going to talk about that relate to creation. So we have eight full-length creation-style videos that we'll tell you about at the end of today's program. And don't forget, you can also come along with InGrace on a creation cruise to Alaska. And if you'd like more information about our July cruise, then you can go to our website, ingraceradio.com. I think the next one, Thanksgiving, is probably the most important part of prayer to pray with thanksgiving, and that is the attitude of the heart. You're coming before God, not demanding, but just saying, hey, I don't deserve anything, but I'm thankful for everything. It's the attitude of prayer, the attitude of the heart. Here's an example of this. In the midst of crazy, okay, let's say you're a mom, and the kids are uh, unruly, and uh, they've made a mess, and before you just go off the handle, and I understand that, I understand why you're frustrated and all of that, just say a silent prayer to the Lord. Say, Lord, thank you for giving me these eternal souls that this child that I'm a little frustrated with right now is going to live forever and help me to be the model of you in their life. Help me to show them how important you are to to me, but also to them. Help me to share with them the good news of salvation when they're old enough to understand. Help me to be that model. And you're thankful. You have a moment of thankfulness in the middle of the chaos. I think that'll calm you, okay? 
It'll calm you. Now, don't think that you should never raise your voice to your kids, because you should. Uh, Jesus certainly raised his voice in the temple when he saw the wickedness of the money changers profiting from people that were supposed to be worshiping God. He raised his voice. He actually had a whip. Probably shouldn't have a whip, moms, but uh, <laughs> raising your voice isn't wrong. Anger is not wrong. Your kids sometimes need to know that they've been visited, though. But just take that moment and just say, say, Lord, thank you, or whatever it is. So almost every situation you're in, and, and I know of, uh, there's some of you in, the, in our church right now that you've had a really tough week. You've heard some really tough news. Even in that discouraging, worryful, hard moment of your life this week, I promise you there's still something that you can see in that situation that is God working out something for good for you. So thank him for that. And that's going to really help your anxiety, your worry, your cares. You're bringing the Lord that concern, but you're also saying, Lord, I even see how you can, maybe, maybe you don't see how he can, or you don't see that he has made uh, something good come out of this bad situation, but you know he can, and you know he will. And you thank him for that. That's the attitude of the heart, the attitude of prayer. And then the fourth part of prayer is requests. Your requests speak of a, a specific, a real thing that you're asking God for. And God wants to hear that specific thing, your request. Now, I do believe in the popular phrase, prayer changes things. I believe that, okay? But keep in mind, the purpose of prayer is not to change your circumstances, the purpose of prayer is to change you, okay? Keep that in mind. Prayer does change things, but don't just pray for your circumstance to change. Pray that you change in the midst of your circumstances. And also realize this, there's no such thing as unanswered prayer. It might seem like God isn't answering your prayer, but God will have three ways to answer you. One is yes, and and we all rejoice when he gives us an answer to prayer. Sometimes it's no, but we should rejoice in that too. Why? Because he knows what's best for you. He knows by saying no, it's better than if he were to say yes for you in the long run. So thank God for the no. And also, he might say wait. That's the hard one. Wait. Patience. That's the, the one gift that I did not get um, in birth or in my rebirth is patience. That's one of those things that I need to pray for is to say, Lord, I trust you and I trust that I'm just gonna wait and in your time, you're, you, you know what's happening. You know that God, do you guys think God knows timing? He's, he's pretty good at timing. I mean, he's, he's really good at timing. He's perfect at timing. So when it's the right time, it will happen. So just relax, bring those things to the Lord, and that will help turn your worry into prayer. And then you're going you're gonna to find this, this something you can't buy, this something the world can't offer you. You're going to find this overwhelming, supernatural peace. Okay, Look back at our text in Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding. Let's stop there for a second. Have you ever experienced peace that passes understanding? 
If you haven't, wait till you do. It is profound. And hey, I've experienced peace that passes understanding as I stood on a mountain vista overlooking God's just incredible creation. I've experienced that. But I've also experienced that same peace that passes all human understanding and explanation in the stark, cold hospital room sitting by a loved one who was dying. You can have that same experience of peace that passes all understanding in both of those circumstances. It's the peace of God. It passes all understanding. And that peace shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. How to avoid anxiety? Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Okay? Pray about it. And that neutralizes that anxiety. When you truly commit your anxieties to the Lord, there's going to be the supernatural peace that overwhelms you. Number two, to overcome anxiety, think about God's truths. We're going to go through Philippians 4.8 quickly, and there's eight qualities that are mentioned here that we need to be thinking about. And the final four words of Philippians 4.8, think on these things. That's the imperative. Think on these things. Okay, so these eight things that we're going to go through quickly, we're to think about these eight things, and that will help us to overcome anxiety. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. So we know that we're going to turn our worry, our anxiety into prayer. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But pray for everything. But we also know that we need to have the thought life. We're going to have the thought life that are focusing on these things. Number one, things that are true. This world is full of endless, misleading, trickery, and spin. It's hard to come to the truth. You're watching uh, cable news or you're, you're, you're getting uh, your news on social media. You got to be careful. What is true? What is, what is trickery? What is spin? We need to channel our thinking through the filter of truth. Here's what I know. I know this is true. So, so I'm going to concentrate on knowing what this says. This will recenter you. This will help you more than anything is to know this is true. It also says to think on those things that are honest. This word means more about honorable than honest, okay? So think about that. Think on things that are honorable. We live in a day of endless trash, okay? All around us is garbage. Don't think on those things. Don't put that in front of you. Don't focus on those things. Focus on things that are honorable, things that are honest. The Christian's thought life needs to be of a higher direction. Number three, think on things that are just. The word is the basic idea of righteous. So the values and philosophy of the world tend toward unrighteousness. So we're commanded to think righteously, things that are just. Number four, it says to think in terms of things that are pure. The word refers to moral purity, to being chaste, to being modest. Okay, we live in a world that is immodest. We live in a world overflowing with sensuality 
and immorality all around us. The thought life of the Christian has to be channeled through the filter of purity. Number five, we're told to think about things that are lovely. The word has the idea of of pleasant or pleasing or nice. In a world of nastiness and bitterness and sarcasm and rudeness, we need to be people that are thinking along the lines of pleasantness and civility. How many animals could fit on Noah's Ark? Did the flood really cover the entire earth? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than InGrace's exciting video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky with Bodie Hodge, the son-in-law of Answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham and Exploring God's Oceans. Or get our entire eight-series creation bundle for only $100. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to learn about a young earth and explore the beauty of God's world. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. There was a woman who once was going to a flower shop. She was going to order flowers to have them shipped to her mom. Her mom lived about 200 miles away. And as she was getting out of the car to go into the flower shop, she saw a little girl sitting on the curb, and the little girl was crying. So the woman said, you know, why are you crying? And she says, well, I only have 75 cents, and I'm going to buy a rose for my mom, and they cost $2. So the woman was kind-hearted. She says, you know what, come on, inside, I'll buy you not just a rose, I'll buy you a dozen roses for your mom. So she did. She also placed the order for her mom for those flowers to be sent to her mom. And she comes back out with the girl and she says, can I give you a ride to your mom? And the little girl said, yeah, that'd be great. She gets in the car and she starts giving the woman directions on where to go. And she ends up stopping at a cemetery. The little girl gets out. The woman's watching, goes to a freshly dug grave, puts the flowers on the grave and cries some more. The woman immediately went back to the flower shop, canceled the shipping, got the flowers, and drove 200 miles to see her mom. That is action. That is what will change your life. You've heard it. You've received it. You've seen it. Now go do it. Okay? That will bring your anxiety into control. Okay, And you'll be able to experience calm in the midst of crazy. Those three things, folks, are going to change your life if you'll practice them. Give your anxieties to the Lord in prayer. Think about God's truths. And then turn what you've learned into action. Calm will come even in the middle of crazy. Now, I have no doubt that in a crowd this big, and for those of you that are watching or listening around the world, there are plenty of you that are anxious about eternal life. You're anxious about, will I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? I think everyone, even those that say they don't believe in God, even those that people that say, I don't believe in heaven or hell, you deep down know there is such a place as a hell. And you're anxious about that. You're worried about that, and you should be. I was reading about the 
fourth prime minister of Israel, Golda Meir. Her, you know, she was the first female prime minister of Israel. She's called the grandmother of the modern nation of Israel. And uh, she was writing about her grandfather. Her grandfather, of course, Jewish, grew up in Russia. And her grandfather had to uh, be in the, in the military and, and serve the Russian army for 16 years. And during that time, he attempted to keep every Jewish law, every Jewish custom. And, and sometimes that meant intense persecution. Sometimes he was forced to kneel on a stone floor for hours because of his attempt at keeping the laws of God. When he was released, her grandfather feared that maybe he had broken some of the laws. And she said for the rest of his life, he slept on a stone floor and used a stone as a pillow to show God his, his sorrow for breaking any of the laws that he didn't even know he broke. And I was saddened by that, by the fact that there are so many people anxious about heaven and hell. When there is hope, there is hope. That, that you can know for sure today, right now, that you're on your way to heaven. How? By putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's, here's the big picture. God created the world. He created us. And we blew it immediately. There was rebellion. There was sin. And, and we've, we've all sinned. Any of you that are ancestors of Adam and Eve... We've been passed on the sin nature that Adam has given us. You can thank your father for your sin nature. You say, well, what if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned in the garden? Then we would have, okay? Don't be too hard on them. Because we've all sinned. We've all sinned. We've rebelled. And that separates us from God, who's perfect. He's holy. We can't, we can't go in his presence as sinners. We can't go to heaven as sinners. But we also can't pay for our sin ourselves. So what are we going to do? Well, that's what the good news of the gospel is, that God sent his son. There's one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. God the Father sent God the Son, Jesus, born as a man. Didn't have the sin nature, though, born of a virgin. Never sinned, did great miracles, did great things. He, he raised the dead, he healed people. He never once did anything wrong, but he was put onto a cross to die. He, he wasn't murdered, by the way. He was a willing sacrifice for you. Your sins nailed Jesus to the cross. So did mine. But he paid for your sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. He's alive. He's coming back. Do you know him? Have you believed in him? Have you received him? You say, well, it's too simple. I have to, let's say he is God. Let's say he died for me. I have to believe in him and I have to do my part. If you say that, you're saying that he didn't do enough. No, no, no. You have no part. You have, noth you have nothing to offer God. The Bible says that the, your righteousness in Isaiah is nothing but filthy rags. What are you going to do? Well, that's why these verses mean so much to us in our church, to myself, to my late father. For God so, what? Loved the world. The world is any, per any person, any nationality, any skin tone, any ethnicity, any accent, any economic level. I love that word. God so loved the world that he gave. He's a giver. His only begotten son, that's Jesus. That whosoever, that's another word that's all-inclusive. That's everybody, anybody. 
whosoever believeth in him. That's the key word. Believe is the word that is how you're saved. You don't believe in religion. You don't believe in your good works. You don't believe in your priest, your pastor, your penance, your prayer. You believe in the person, Jesus Christ. You trust in him. You depend on him. Not anything that you can do. You believe in him and him alone should not perish. That's hell, but have everlasting life. That's heaven. It's that simple. It's so simple that I understood it when I was a child. And so can you. Uh, Ephesians says that by grace, we're saved through faith. Same word as believe in the Greek. One's a noun, one's a verb. That not of yourselves. See, it's not about religion. It's not about being good. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Everyone understands a gift. It's offered free. If you pay for it, it's not a gift. If you work for it, it's not a gift. If it's taken back, it's not a gift. It's a gift. What do you have to do to receive a gift? You take it. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Our sin separates us from a holy God, and we cannot save ourselves. What are we going to do? He loves us. He loved us so much that Jesus came and died for our sins. It says that he who knew no sin, which is Jesus, was made sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21. That we might be made, look, the righteousness of God in Christ. If we're as righteous as Jesus, can we go to heaven? Absolutely. How can we be forgiven of our sins? Jesus already died for them. All you have to do is watch. Believe in him. Trust in him. You say, okay, I trust in him. I believe in him right now as my only hope. Now, now what if I walk out of here and I have an evil thought? You probably will. You're safe in the hand of God. You're born again. You're a child of God. And that can never change. So that is how I can sleep at night. I don't have to worry if I die in my sleep. Will I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? I don't have to worry about that. It's the best sleeping pill you'll ever take is knowing that you're on your way to heaven. By putting your trust in Jesus Christ, you can be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. We would love to talk to you more about eternal life. If you have questions, please contact us. 1-800-78-GRACE. 1-800-78-GRACE. If you aren't positive, if you were to die today, where you would go, then let me just encourage you to put your trust in Jesus. He died for you. He's God in the flesh. He rose again and he has paid for your sins. If you'll accept that, you'll be saved. And that's the greatest truth, the salvation from hell to heaven. And then we can learn how to grow. We can learn more about him. And we really love Genesis. We love creation, the story of the flood and all of the things we find in the Bible. We can actually look at these things and say, hey, this actually makes sense. It, scientifically, it makes sense. So a lot of people criticize the Bible. How could all the animals fit on the ark? Well, we have a video series that will answer that for you. We take a tour of a full-size ark at Answers in Genesis. And one of their speakers, his name is Bodie Hodge, gives us a tour. Bodie is Ken Ham's son-in-law and a really wonderful man. He gave us an incredible tour of the full-size ark, and we have a video that shows you all of these incredible displays, and we talk about a lot of different things. So this is my way of saying thank you for your generous gift to In Grace. Your gift will make sure more people hear the gospel. 
We'll send you this incredible video, either by DVD or digital download, of a tour of Noah's Ark. If your gift can be 35 or more, we're going to send you a walk through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham. It's another uh, video series and a third video series called Exploring God's Ocean. Now, some of you have asked about our full creation bundle. We have eight creation video series. They're all incredibly done. Amazing Arches, Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution, Fossil Fishing, Our Awesome Universe, and Irrefutable Creation evidence, plus the three I already mentioned. And those, we're going to say thank you if any of you want to give a gift of $100 or more with all eight of these awesome video series. So contact us today. Don't forget to get the video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a walk through creation with Ken Ham and exploring God's oceans. Or get our entire eight series creation bundle for just $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com or write to us at Ingrace PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.